the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome back to another Hi Kids show. Show for kids by kids. This is Hi Kids for kids by kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I am 12 years old. And I am your host for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to 101.9 Chai FM and listening to the Chai Kids Show. Today, I have an exciting show lined up for you. And to start off, I will be interviewing the key accounts manager of Rapid Spills Response, Willy Betendach. And he will be telling us more about Rapid Spills that happens in our environment. Get ready for a fire-jammed pack show on Chai Kids, for Kids, by Kids. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. My name is Renelle Silverstone and I'm your host for today. This is still Hi Kids, for Kids, by Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. Good afternoon, Vili. Uh, good afternoon, Renelle. How are you? I'm fine, thanks very much. That's good. So how's your day been going? Well, uh, we're looking forward. It seems like there's a storm building, so it looks like it's the first, first rains for this season. Oh, that's good. Well, let's begin in what is rapid spill response? Uh, well, Renal, rapid spill response um, is a new millennium company uh, starting in 2000, and uh, our main focus is basically to um, assist our clients with uh, emergency spill response, um, industrial cleaning, and uh, we supply products to assist them to uh, work safer and cleaner in the workplace. Mm, wow. So it's a big job. Yes, it is. And why is it called rapid spill response and not a hard spill response or something? Well, rapid spill response, the word rapid basically means uh, speed. And uh, that is essential when it comes to these types of emergencies uh, where chemicals are spilled. Um, those chemicals has got uh, quite a severe effect on human life as well as um, to the environment. And what we want to do is just get to those types of incidents as quickly as possible. Wow. And what is your mission? Well, our mission is mainly to um, to exceed the client's expectation uh, in the environmental cleanup, specialized industrial cleaning, and product supply market. Wow. It's a big mission. <laughs> it is. And what tools do you use to clean these things? Well, we've got standard tools like your garden tools, uh, rakes, forks, brooms, uh, shovels. But uh, then we also go to earth-moving equipment. So in some of our uh, 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 incidents that we manage and clean up, uh, we need to get in big excavators, uh, TLBs. We use the big tipper trucks. Uh, we use vacuum trucks and vacuum vehicles uh, uh, to... Um, it's big uh, vacuum units that uh, sucks up liquids and sludges. So, yeah, the tools is from very small to very big. Interesting. <laughs> so what products would you use then? Well, look, chemicals, there's not one product that you can use to clean up all chemicals because there's such a huge variety of chemicals. Uh, we've got a variety of products that we use and apply to these chemicals to either absorb or to neutralize or treat uh, or change the chemical formulation of uh, of these uh, chemicals that we clean up. Hmm. And what chemicals do you clean? Well, all chemicals actually in the world is classified in nine categories, and we almost deal with all of those categories. So any type of chemical that spills, 
uh, we have got some kind of uh, uh, interest in cleaning up uh, those chemicals and getting it out of the environment or safe for the environment. How do you get it out of the environment? Well, there's different processes of uh, removing it. Uh, number one is ultimately uh, digging it out, taking it to a safe disposal uh, facility where the chemicals then get stored um, and treated and where it will then remain for the rest of its life. And what we will then do is just take clean soil to the area where it was removed. Um, other ways of dealing with it also is by neutralizing it or by changing its chemical formulation or by using uh, uh, microorganisms to actually break down the chemicals in the soil. Hmm, very interesting. And would you like to explain to our listeners what are microorganisms? Well, microorganisms is very, very small, minute organisms. And uh, they live in our bodies. They live in the environment. Uh, it's the same, it's the same organisms basically that, that breaks down leaves and grass. Um, and even the human body, once it dies, um, uh, the microorganisms basically changes everything back to its natural state. Wow. Such tiny things can do such big things. That's it. While we sleep, they work. <laughs> and what other things do you clean besides chemicals? Well, if you've got to classify chemicals, you must remember that on our roads on a daily basis, uh, there's not just chemicals being transported. There's also foodstuffs, um, uh, the the fuels in, in motor vehicles and trucks. Um, so those are all being spilled on a daily basis. So there's accidents on the highways and on the roads. And uh, where those loads are blocking highways or is affecting traffic, uh, those has to, uh, they have to be cleaned up. So we go out, we clean up the chemical side of things, but we also clean non-chemical incidents. That's a big job. <laughs> And how would you clean oil spills in the sea? Well, the specialized equipment that you use for that is ultimately um, you need boats to actually reach the, um, the, 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 the oil spill. Um, there is technology on those boats to actually recover oil off the water. So um, it's called skimming systems or skimmers. Um, and then also... Um, with the tides and so a lot of the oil actually washes up on the beaches. So the beaches then also needs to be cleaned. And uh, unfortunately, there's also bird life and fish life that, that, that also gets contaminated. And we also take care of that by getting in organizations to assist us with cleaning of the animals and saving the animals. Wow. And how would you save animals? Well, you've got to first these rehabilitation centers uh, where these animals would go to. And uh, they would get cleaned. Ultimately, the, the chemicals will be washed off them. And they will go into a rehabilitation facility where they get uh, treated and medicated until they are healthy again to go back into the environment. Well, I'm just speechless. <laughs> it's amazing to do such something that's so big and it helps the environment so much. Yeah, we have to, you know... Uh, we need to actually guard the environment, and unfortunately, some of our processes and some of our industries um, uh, don't take that to heart. Um, it's about money nowadays. So when these types of incidents happen, um, someone's got to repair the environment again. And um, 
Otherwise, our kids won't have the environment to live in, and uh, we're just going backwards. Wow, that's sad, though. We must all keep the environment clean. <laughs> and what is industrial and process spills? Well, um, ultimately chemicals is used in the industry um, for the manufacturing of products. Um, it's, it's used for uh, processes, for running processes. And uh, these chemicals get stored in tanks and is transported either uh, through road transport or via pipelines. And from time to time there is maintenance issues or spillages that happens on these plants uh, or uh, failures of equipment uh, that leads to to big spills. And uh, we then go in and actually clean up these spills. Big job. (laughs) Always. Well done. And what is mock incident training okay mock incident is um with industry uh, and our client base what we do is is we will train their people on um, how to deal with these types of spills um, and contain the spills at least until we can get there uh, to do the big cleanup and uh, these mock emergency incidents is where we then uh, with a management create a scenario that simulate a, 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 spills, a spills situation where the staff then needs to use the training to actually then contain the mock emergency or the spill that was created so that we can evaluate if they understand what they need to do. And it's also a good exercise for them to stay in practice with the reality that could happen. We must all keep fit. That's it. And how does rapid spill response recover goods? Well, we can do it in a few ways. Ultimately, um, manually, uh, we've got teams that goes out to these sites and can uh, recover the goods uh, uh, by hand, packing it back onto vehicles. Uh, the second way is uh, through mechanical equipment. Um, the big uh, earth-moving equipment um, can be used to load bulk loads back onto vehicles. Um, and if it's liquids and sludges, we've got pumps in the vacuum trucks that can vacuum up those liquids and sludges uh, or transfer it uh, into vessels uh, that then takes it away. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. And what clothes do you have to wear when you do all of the cleaning, the recovering and the big stuff? Uh, well, we've got our basic uniform that the guys will wear, um, which consists all of safety gear. Um, safety shoes, uh, a good pair of overalls that is chemical resistant and, and, and flame proof because we work in flammable circumstances as well as, as, as with the chemicals. So, um, and then from there we then increase uh, when we work with different chemicals. So if we do work with, um, acids for instance or, or, or bases, then uh, we will wear suits that will protect us again. So you don't want to get those liquids onto your skin. It can burn and, and irritate the skin. And for that, we've got specialized suits uh, that will keep the chemicals off, off the body. Uh, we've also got uh, airway protection. Uh, some of the chemicals do give off vapors and gases, which is toxic and corrosive to, the, to, your, to your breathing system. And uh, what we will do then is uh, wear those to protect ourselves against the effects of the chemical. Oh. And how long does it take to clean a specific mess? 
Well, you're asking me now how long is a piece of string. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it can be anything from small spills from a few hours um, up to days, up to months. Uh, these incidents that's that's gone into years. So it all depends on the impact that this chemicals or that this incident had on the environment and what type of rehabilitation is required to uh, to restore the environment back to its natural state. Wow. And what if a big tree or, let's say, a branch were to fall and block the road? How long would that take? Well, a tree, the fire department would probably... Uh, get involved with that They would cut that up We don't really remove trees Or, or uh, branches from the road um, That's more a town council responsibility uh, And I'm sure they will cut it up quickly Within a few hours That tree should be removed yeah. And how many people need, do you need to clean something? Again, uh, the amount of people um Needed to clean up a specific spill um, Depends on the volume that spill The size as well as the equipment That is required uh, We try and, and and limit The amount of people on incidents Because it is high risk Situations that we work in We don't want to expose too many people To the chemicals So uh, if we are able to to use Equipment to, to, to rather do the cleanup, We would prefer to do that But ultimately uh, the 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 hands that is needed to clean up depends on the incident. So that could be anything from two guys going out to do something very small to 40 people on shifts uh, uh, day and night to actually get uh, the incident under control and cleaned up. That's a lot of people. <laughs> that is. It's all classroom full. And what is aviation? Aviation is everything that's got to do with uh, airlines, airports, and flying. So uh, we work on the uh, on the airports, and we deal with emergencies where uh, aircraft and aircraft fuels and um, emergencies happen on the airport itself. Wow. I am learning so much about rapid spill response and how you guys clean big things. And we'll learn a lot more after the song. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I am your host for today. How do you clean road tankers and track rollers? Uh, Renal, yeah, that's, um, again, the different chemicals is transported in these vehicles and usually these types of incidents is, is large spillages um, on the road uh, because they carry up to... 30, 35,000 liters of, of, of the chemical. Um, so the first thing that we have to do is, is recover as much of the product as we can and then uh, get the vehicle off the site. So the towing services will then come in. We work very close with them. Uh, they come in, they recover the vehicle, pick the vehicle up and take it away off site. And once that is done, then our work starts with the environmental repair. And that is then when we start using all our equipment and tools and technologies to then remove that chemical out of the soil or treat the chemical in the soil. Wow. And do you clean chemical fires? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, chemical fires, uh, there's two things that chemicals can do. Chemicals can react to actually cause the fire. 
But chemicals could also be stored in a warehouse or a factory uh, where um, a fire breaks out. So uh, a normal electrical problem could start a fire, uh, but the chemicals is just in the warehouse where this fire burns. So uh, the vapors and gases, again, that comes off these chemicals when they are heated during the fire, uh, or if the containers melts and these chemicals gets exposed into uh, uh, onto the onto the floor or the ground, um, you could be exposed to that. So we would go into those situations and make the area clean the area and make the area safe uh, for for the construction guys to go in again and and, and uh, demolish the building and rebuild the building. Um, or for the investigators to actually go in and uh, do the investigation to see what actually caused the fire. That is a scary but an amazing job to do. And what products would you use to clean them? Again, it's it's the same materials and products that we would use on the roads. Um, it's the same chemicals basically that gets transported that would be involved in these in these factory fires or, or, or warehouse fires. Um, what could be scary actually um, in these types of fires is is that you do get a, a variety of chemicals. So um, it's not always just one chemical that's stored. That uh, You can have a variety of chemicals stored in that warehouse. And when those chemicals all get exposed uh, and they mix, um, you get various different uh, um, reactions forming. And uh, that, could, that could then give off more toxic vapors and corrosive vapors. Uh, so your PPE and your equipment that you use is going to be specialized and you're going to treat it uh, very, very carefully. Wow. And what would you study to become an employee at Rapid Spill Response, and how long would you have to do it for you? Oh. What is important is um, you're going to have to have a matric with maths and science as a minimum. Uh, a lot of our work has got to do with um, with chemical reactions, and, and, and there's a lot of math that is done when we work out volumes and uh, and those types of of, of uh, um, uh, uh, quantities that we need to transport and move around. Um, the other thing that is important is that uh, we've got different divisions within rapid spill response. So we've got a safety division, uh, we've got a resources division, um, and what we what what. What you need to study is, is your interest that you've got in, 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 in the field. So if you are more interested in the chemical side, um, there is courses that can be done to, 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 to work with the chemicals. Uh, if you're more on the safety side, there's safety courses that can be run. Um, so yes, it's, it's not one. If you're in, in sales and marketing, there's your sales and marketing degrees and diplomas that you can run. Uh, but, uh, it's a special type of attitude that you have to have to actually work uh, at rapid spoil response. So um, you've got to be able to work extended hours. You've got to be able to uh, work under pressure. Um, you've got to be able to be aware of your surroundings all the time because the lives, your own life and the life of the people that's working with you um, depends on you. And you've got to basically work together uh, to 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 get this incident resolved and the spill cleaned up uh, without anybody getting injured. Wow! And what would be the toughest part of the job? 
Well, again, the toughest part would probably be the the time away from the family, the irregular hours that you can get called out to these types of incidents. It doesn't just happen during daytime. Um, a lot of them happens at nighttime, over weekends, um, and long hours. The long hours that the guys have got to work uh, on these incidents um, can be tough. So um, uh, uh, the company also needs to look after these guys um, when it comes to shift changes and uh, getting reliefs for them because if somebody's tired uh, and is working in a high risk environment um, it's not always uh, the safest thing to do he will at some stage get injured uh, if he's not concentrating on what he's actually doing wow tough <laughs> and do you purify water we don't particularly purify water we do clean water um we will remove chemicals from water. We will remove chemicals out of water. But we don't specialize in purifying water to drinking standards. But we will clean water and rehabilitate water so that it can remain in the environment and that it's safe for the environment to uh, to absorb it then. Hmm. Wow. And what is pollution and how can we prevent it? Well, pollution is basically anything that poses an unreasonable risk. Uh, to the environment and to people's lives or people's property. So if you've got uh, a, a product that spills into the environment and it doesn't belong over there, although some some of these chemicals actually comes from the environment, but in a concentrated form, it will destroy the environment again. Um, for instance, cooking oil, which is an edible product, comes from uh, from sunflower seeds and uh, But if that cooking oil spills in a concentrated form uh, next to the road into the, into the soil, uh, it will kill that soil. So it's not to say that it is a food product. It doesn't have a detriment to the environment. So, uh, yeah, we, it's, we've got to clean everything basically that spills and uh, will have a negative impact on the environment. So we must never litter. Never litter. <laughs> and... How do you clean waste? Well, waste is generally the the the, the material that forms, or the the name that is given to uh, to the soil or the product that gets removed. So that that would be the aftermath of the of of, of the incident is the waste that is generated, which refers to something that is not useful to the environment or to the to the company anymore. So uh, companies generally would. Uh, uh, Take that waste and dispose of it at a disposal facility where it is then stored for its lifetime. And where does it go? Well, there's different disposal facilities across the country, um, registered disposal facilities. Some of them will take things like building rubble and general waste. Others, again, is registered as hazardous waste disposal facilities, which will then take your high hazard chemicals and your concentrated chemicals. Um, and the construction of those sites um, looks a little bit different to the general landfill sites where your building rubble will go to. And there would obviously be a little bit of a cost difference between placing your waste on these different sites. So where hazardous waste is stored, there's a longer treatment period, uh, there's a longer monitoring period for the companies that manages those sites. So, um, yeah, they've got to they've got to charge a little bit more. Wow. On a little bit of a personal note, if you were to choose between any tree in the world, what tree would it be and why? Hmm. <laughs> 
probably a pine tree. Uh, it's a pine tree doesn't break easily. It's quite flexible. So um, I'd like to see myself as a, a flexible person and uh, resilient. Wow. Good choice. <laughs> and if you were to choose between any superpowers, but two specific ones, which would be be able to understand and talk to animals or be able to read minds, which would you choose? Well, I'm just scared what I know about <laughs> the environment. Uh, if I was able to talk to animals and understand animals, I think they will be crying and moaning. So because we're not doing a very good job of looking after our environment, we need to really step it up. So I think I'd rather want to know what other people are thinking, get into people's minds and know what they're thinking, because I think we need to change that uh, in order for us to be able uh, to look after the environment, the instruction that we got given uh, to look after the environment, uh, we're failing at it. And uh, us as humans, we need to start taking care of our environment uh, for the animals and for the trees and for the fishes and for our kids. Wow. And what if I were to tell you when you're able to read minds, you could also read animal minds? Well, that will be <laughs> awesome then. <laughs> Wow, this was a very interesting and fun show. Thank you so much for teaching us about rapid spill response of messes and a lot that we need to know. Thank you so much to my guest, Willie Bates-Dach, for teaching us so much about rapid spill response. I really enjoyed the show. Thank you to my producers, Senna and DJ Flo, for pushing the big red buttons. Thank you for listening to Hi Kids, For Kids, Bye Kids. Join us next Monday for another High Kids show only on 101.9 High FM. Goodbye, kids. Have a super-duper Shabbos.